Hey, everybody. How did you get started in this industry, meaning the email industry, and what kind of keeps you going? That's the topic for today uh, here on Email Never Sleeps. And I've got a really cool guest, um, Eric Kriegermeyer, um, and I have known each other since I think 2016, full disclosure. He worked at uh, an agency I was at, at Trendline Interactive. He's now at Shaw Scott, the director of solutions engineering. But I'm going to let Eric give you your introduction, kind of give a brief background about yourself, and then kind of how did you get into this industry? Yeah, um, so uh, brief background. I am a Chicago-born native, yeah. uh, currently living in South America. I live in Paraguay. Um, been a digital nomad since about 2017. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, typical like typical Midwest family, mom, yeah. pop, sir. Yeah. Not really special there. Yeah. But to get into uh, email marketing and digital marketing, yeah. um, it's kind of a weird winding trail. Yeah. Back in 2007, okay. I opened a gym in uh, Atlanta. A uh, martial arts gym, also fitness gym, uh, like boot camps and all that. We had our own website. We did our own email marketing. You know, uh, had our own lead gen back, at like, and we did it from the ground up. I didn't have a service, so yeah. I learned all of that myself. Uh, I was a graphic designer before that, so being on a computer or a laptop to as your job wasn't a stretch for me. Um, we did that for three years until we moved back up north because uh, we had our first daughter on the way. Okay. Um, and I got hired by a agency out in West Chicago uh, called Aspen Marketing. Yep. Know them well. And I was a HTML developer there. Quickly found my way into the exact target platform and. That's when it all kind of spiraled into email marketing. Yeah. And there, that was like 2010. Yeah. From there, jumped from agency to in-house marketing team. Yep. Through until we met in yeah. 2016, which I was working in-house at that time yeah. for a marketing team. Uh, and through some awesome leadership, uh, present company included, that uh, took a chance on me and believed in me and kind of mentored me up, Yeah. Um, worked my way from being a typical like campaign services tech mm -hmm. to a solutions engineer to a consultant to now the director of solutions engineering at Strauss-Scott. Yeah. You know, it's, and- And it's funny because your career, I mean, you spent wow, a little over five and a half years at one agency, now you're at another agency. You know, when we think about a lot of people who are marketing technologists like yourself, right? Solutions engineering, solutions mm -hmm. architects, platform, you know, and the agency side is much different than that of the brand side. Yeah. Right? Tell me, I mean, I'm assuming you prefer the agency side, but maybe you don't, I, I you know, the, but there's a definite difference, right? Yeah. Tell me what, what draws you more to the agency side? Because now you've been doing it for you know, seven years almost. Yeah, agency, well, probably longer than that if you think of like Aspen oh, as well. Yeah, that's true. Right, and uh, I work for another boutique like agency as well. Um, 
I think the difference for me is that like brand um, is slower. Yeah, it's slower. Like I might have a, I might have three projects that are milestones for the quarter. Right. You know, and agency, I have three projects for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, the upside for like working in brand is that you get to know the brand, you get to understand it. You know, you get to get really close to the subscribers and the clients and understand them you get to explore vendors like on your own dis discover like third-party vendors that might be able to like help facilitate your growth mm -hmm. agency we're almost we're we're like mercenaries we come in sometimes we fix like a quick fix yeah. other times we're held on for like a long retainer but we have to jump from client to client to client that it takes us a longer time to like get really like intimate with like the data sure. you know the personalities on the other side of the line that are the in-house branding team, right? Like they, they all take longer time to get used to. So I always joke with my team that like, when I'm ready to air quote retire, yeah. I will go, we'll go brand side. Yeah. When, so yeah. I'll take the, I'll take the easy. <laughs> the <laughs> easy. Take the easier way. Yeah. You know, I read a lot about, um, and I have stuff on LinkedIn, stuff on Slack channels. And one of the, questions that a lot of people have is, hey, look, I've been in email marketing for some time. I want to learn more. I want to kind of get into it um, and, and, and become, you know, uh, this type of individual. As you sort mm -hmm. of moved up the food chain, so to speak, right? And you yeah. started getting involved in all this stuff. What's some advice that you would have for people just either A, on the cusp of this industry or been in it for three or four years and want to take that next step in their career, especially the career path that you've had. I'm just curious, like what, what would you, what would yeah. you mention? I think there's, there's two paths, right? There's two paths. There's, to your point, the technologist, like I'm going to be inside like this platform. I'm going to mm -hmm. work magic with server-side JavaScript. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to know everything about this. And then there's the other side that is like, I'd like to be maybe less in the platform, but maybe a thought leader, or mm -hmm. even, even in my case, I really enjoy building teams. Mm -hmm. I enjoy building up my team, empowering them. Like when they look across departments, they're like, our team fires on all cylinders. They have a hit squad of all home run hitters, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, I was, you know, you know this and the people that might listen to this might not but i started coaching wrestling mm. like at age 20 yeah. yeah you know so that's like you know age check here that's 25 years yeah right you know so coaching is kind of like my my happy place yeah and like leading like this team the team that we have now and giving them like the ability to like grow and clear a way for them is kind of the direction i went yeah. How I got there, I think, is that I always asked for more. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, you? Do you ask for more because you feel like you've mastered the other stuff and that you can take on, or is it a more of a learning type of stuff? Like when you ask for more, it's probably because you want to learn more and more. Yeah, it's like a mix. It's okay. definitely like so. I do want to learn more. I'm always like wanting to know the new next thing, but it's also there's a touch, and this is. <laughs> This is like a therapist moment, right? There's a touch of imposter syndrome. Okay. Where I want to know more because I don't think I know enough. 
Okay. I have, no, that makes sense. You know, I have I, I have team members, and I I'll go, I can name drop them, but like Molly Ficarella, you know, is she knows mm-hmm. like everything there is about data, <laughs> like, and I might know enough, but she gut checks me all the time. So I'm always like have that in the back of my mind, like, yep. do I know enough? I need to learn more or she's got that nailed down i have to learn more to like complement that or to get more so it's always kind of this tinkering of like one i always i believe fully that as humans we're always a work in progress like there is no finish line but to a little monster syndrome in me that is like you know you got to prove to everybody that you really belong here you know I use the philosophy that I'm a student of this craft, right? Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people would look at my background and say, oh, 23 years in email, you know, you're a thought leader and you've been ranked or whatever. And that's great. But I kind of go back to the notion that, you know, there's so much to learn about this industry, email marketing in itself, right? If you think mm-hmm. about the umbrella of email, there's so many different areas of it. I try to learn something as often as I can. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of research and let me kind of put it into practice. And it's funny, right before this call, I was actually learning something really new about uh, about how certain things are calculated with a certain client of ours. And I thought that that was, you know, sort of really interesting where somebody would just say, ah, just calculate it this way. Well, that's not, that's not how, that's not how sometimes people in, we learn and we delve into new areas um, in this, in especially in email. You know what's 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 interesting, and I, I and I know there's a huge debate going on about this in many different um, areas of business, and that is the back to the office thing. You've been mm-hmm. remote for many years. I've been remote for many years. I know Shaw Scott really well. I'm, I'm extremely uh, um, so enthralled with the work that you guys do and Melissa and stuff like that. You're primarily a remote company, right? I mean, obviously you're down, you know, in South America, right? And there are people all over, all over the United States. I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts right now that you're, we're in email, right? And I think we can work anywhere. What are your thoughts when you hear that there are companies, even in the email space, asking people to come back to the office? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think it fits some types of some verticals of work. Yeah. For us, I don't think it does. Yep. I don't think it, it's at all. But I mean, yeah. I think if I was working like back in graphic design again, creatively, mm-hmm. um, I think having that kind of think tank and ideas and uh, being close to like physically close to like, hey, come look at this. Yeah. Let's kind of pull piece through this or spread out some paper on a desk and just start sketching. Yeah. Like um, it might be suited for that. Yeah. Right. But that's that's again, it comes back to being, you know, having a the ability to not just be present, but yeah. also have like an output that is good for the company, which me be, sitting in an office next to three other people coding. Right. Doesn't doesn't benefit anyone. And then actually my, you know, my productivity is down because. Mm-hmm. You know, the quiet secret about like remote is that we often put in more time. Yeah, it's true. true. Then people that have to commute back and forth because they, them crossing that threshold of heading home, like, is like a click. I'm out of work. I'm done. Right. You know, exactly. well, I, it's what, 3.30 local, 3.40 local your time. 
Yeah. I just went out and it's 630 here. I went out before this call. I made my daughter's dinner. Yeah. And I come back. Yeah. And, totally. and I'm going to put in like another hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Right? And then my commute home is five feet to the doorway of my office and that's it. So, right. you know, our my work-life balance is better. My productivity, I think, is high. Our team's, like, overall happiness, I think, is through the roof. Agreed. You know, so I wouldn't change that for them. But, so, again, there's other roles that that matters. Like, So I want to put you on the spot because you mentioned twice that you were a graphic designer, right? Yeah. You kind of went That's where it started. Right? But wait, so wait, you went, you went the path of, you got of got out of the design aspect, right? And really mm -hmm. went into the platform, the technical aspect. Um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. Let's let's say you were given an opportunity to go back to be a designer. You know why? Why not? One, I've been out of practice. Right. Two, okay. I think my creative eye yeah. hasn't kept up with the times. Okay. All right. Right. So I don't think I would, uh, I don't think I do. Well. <laughs> I don't. And you know what? I really, the thing why I made the switch over, it wasn't that I switched from graphic design into like digital marketing out of like necessity. Right. I started, right. as I started doing like HTML development for like emails, mm -hmm. I started recognizing like, I kind of like the patterns. I like mm -hmm. the kind of mathematics to it, to the, you know, how the data works, all these things like appeal to me more. And it was something in 2007 that was, we didn't talk about that at school. Like there was no, you know, there was no pathway for that. Right. Right, so right, to right. discover it on the job, it was like, okay, <laughs> maybe this was what I was looking for. You know? You know, now it's different. Like where yeah. you're, you find people that are like, they don't even like go to university. They just get certifications in some platform and they jump into it. Totally. I think on my team, there's at least four English majors. Like, that's cool. I mean, that's like, <laughs> like you don't, you don't even think about somebody that gets a, de a degree in English that would ever actually end up in on a platform yeah. technical um, side, but sometimes the mind works in mysterious ways. So first it, of all, how it, big is your team that you have right now at Shaw Scott? My, my squad is six. Okay. Okay. You know, our, our other team are like our clients or our campaign services team yeah. is nearly three times that. So do you apply the same rules of management coaching to the team of six that you did or still do with wrestling? Some of them, yeah. Some of them, but I mean, I think they they translate because things like growth mindset, you know, that like the idea of like, we treat failure as like learning opportunities. That's uh -huh. the same thing I work with like my, my wrestlers at. There's, I don't ding my athletes for asking questions. I would never ding my, my team members at Shaw Scott the same way. Yeah. Asking questions to me is them wanting to get better right. or to try to avoid failure. They want to learn on the front end. Yeah. But if we do fail, we're going to learn on the back end either way. You know, I always look at like and prime example. I always tell my athletes that 
when they step on the mat, I want them to be so ready that they don't need me. They don't need me shouting at them. And that's the same with my team at Shaw Scott. I want to be able to go on vacation and not get a phone call. (laughs) It's the same kind of mindset. So I think I don't, you know, I don't make them run ladders or, you know, we don't hit the gym at 6 a.m. every morning, but there are basic principles that I think translate, you know. One, one final question in an aspect is, you know, we don't meet a lot of people who've been in our industry for some time. Apparently, there's this notion about email marketing that it's not sexy and that it's not fun or that it's mm-hmm. old school or how, whatever, whatever analogy people use to describe it. People don't stick around in it for a long time. They want to feel like they move up, right? Yeah. Um, why do you stick around? Like, why is it that you've been in this industry for as long as you have? What's the motivator? What's the driver? I think because it's always changing. Okay. If you would have told me in at the beginning in 2007 that we would be doing full-fledged journeys that integrate multi-channels of SMS, we didn't, I mean, we didn't even know what a push notification was yeah. in 2007. Like, it's, you know, it's gone from like text email to like HTML rich team email to like deep links in apps. Like we just keep growing and growing. I mean, (coughs) some of my team hates it, but I'm curious to see like what like the chat GPT does to change the game. Like, you know, we have the, you know, it's the matrix and the robots are going to take over half of my team. And we also have the ones that like, you know, uh, altered carbon, like boot me up to my new body. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you in the sticking power, right? I think a lot of people tend to pigeonhole themselves into one area of email. And as long as you feel as if there's other places to plug in and learn, you may not become an expert at it, but at least you have enough working knowledge to know that if you needed to kind of branch off. And that's where I think sometimes people get a little bit short-sighted when they come in there or maybe they're polluted, right? They come to the brand side, they're this email marketing manager, they're pounded every single day for revenue, they're yeah. given very little budget, you know, they 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 do just they struggle. And so they're like, mm, I need to get in someplace which is a little bit more insulating. And so uh, you know, I kind of I kind of get it, right? You sort of have to you you have to be able to spread your wings and you have to be able to learn on your own. And there's a great community of people to help you learn, sure. but there's also this notion that maybe you ought to log, you know, you should uh, put attach yourself to a to a mentor, um, and I think that's sort of really important. Not old school mentoring, but somebody that can coach you at least and say, "Hey, look, there's other areas. Maybe you should look at this." Yeah. I mean, what you're going to learn is if you do this or if you experiment with this, um, and and that's okay. So I want to I want to have uh, one final thought from you. Imagine if there's a group of people that have maybe seven, eight years of experience in this in this industry. Whether they've all been on the, you know, the vendor side, the agency side, or the brand side. If you mm-hmm. had a really sort of broad stroke recommendation for them, what would what would that be? What would what would that two minutes that you would say to them? Um, oh, I think I think it'd be a a little a little bit of a mixture of one never stop learning, which seems cliche, yeah. but it's to your point, like you're always a student, right? Yeah. But two, like it's honestly, it's just work. 
don't be afraid to like jump lanes or try something new. Like mm-hmm. I've, I listen in on strategy calls now and I find it fascinating. Yeah. Will I be an email strategist? Probably not, yeah. but it could expand my understanding of what I do and maybe make what I do a little bit better because I have that strategy in mind, you know? Sure. So sure. I would, I would always just say like, if you find something interesting, chase it. Yep, yep. I, I'll, I'll, I'll attach onto that and say just, you know, just not to sound cliche, but curiosity does work, right? Um, as a strategist by, at heart, right? I like to put together strategies, but oftentimes, you know, that's when you got to go to the technologist to say, I want to do this, 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 and this, and you are assuming it can be done. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so like we kind of put the burden then on the technologists like yourself. Right. And say, hey, dude, you got to build this. Right. Um, I kind of sold it, but I didn't type of thing. Um, and I think that's important. But if I had a group of people in front of me, I, I think it would be very, very simple. There's a tremendous community of email marketers out there um, in many different facets, whether it's groups on LinkedIn, Slack channels, a variety of other things. There's also a notion of people out there that write and speak about email marketing a lot. Sometimes it's repeated a lot. Find a few people, find a few blogs, find a few um, uh, people that are thought leaders in this industry or even that are not thought leaders and attach yourself to them and learn an area where you feel you can become uber passionate. Your passion started and now is really eclipsing to a great thing as you know, as a solutions engineer and running this team at Shaw Scott, my passion was always sort of strategy. And I think, you know, that, 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 that's the most important thing. And I think don't give up, don't give up on email. It's, it's going to be around a long time. So, um, so this has been fascinating, right? I, I love learning more and more about your background. Every time we talk, Eric, I learned something about, it's been fun. about, about you and, and I'm more and more honored to call you my colleague. Um, and you know, I know you're going to do amazing things. Thank you, Eric, for your time. I really appreciate it. And for everybody here at email never sleeps, please continue to watch support, ask questions, send me notes on what you would like to see in the future. Thanks again, Eric. Appreciate it. Right on.